Hey everybody, and welcome back to another half episode of Random Chatterings. I'm Arlo Rodriguez, and my special guest today is... Hi, I'm Lexi from the Y-Axis. Good to be here. Oh, good to have you here. Yeah, man, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good, I'm good. Um, right, so, um, I wanted Alexi to come on the show because um, they're actually promoting their, their Indiegogo campaign. So can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah, um, so for the very first time, my band is putting out a, a new album, almost completely crowdfunded. Um, we've actually totally recorded the album. It's fully recorded, fully mixed, everything you need there, except for, you know, being pay paying for the art, the album art, paying for promotion, paying for distribution. Basically, all that stuff needs to happen before we can put it out. We want to yeah. raise money for a tour. We want to raise we want to raise as much money as we can in order to, to support to support the album because we work so hard writing it and so hard recording it. That's really cool, and, and it's so it's mostly it's like you would say I don't know if you could, we should give a percentage, but it's mostly complete. It's mostly, mostly yeah. I, I mean, if we're talking about the album itself, like we could like put that on like Spotify tomorrow, you know? But yeah. we uh, well, but we we couldn't because the art wouldn't be ready, and the uh, it, it would we could we could put it out tomorrow, but it would be terrible. It would be great, <laughs> but it'd be terrible. <laughs> But I mean, I have noticed that there is some art, at least based on the the SoundCloud, the couple of SoundCloud tracks that I got to sample. But I, I guess you want to like really push like professionalism with with this crowdfunding endeavor. Yeah, I mean, we put a lot of time into making the songs, you know, writing them and recording them. We want to make sure that they uh, they come out the best way possible. We're not exactly, uh, you know, we're not going to Beyonce it or anything. We're not just going to drop it tomorrow <laughs> and expect it to be like huge for everyone. But uh, yeah. Yeah, like, there's just, I don't know, it's like if you were to, like, make a whole, like, Thanksgiving dinner, and, like, nobody showed up, and you also put it all out on paper plates, you know, it's like, it's like all this, you worked all this, you, you raised the turkey, you killed the turkey, you cooked the turkey, <laughs> and then you, and then you put it out on a, on a, like, a napkin, on, like, a, on the floor, and you're like, well, at least I made my art. <laughs> and there it is. I, I can kind of relate to that because there was like a, a homegrown project that I worked on. And it was like three years ago. And mm -hmm. it, it was uh, a, a minisode. Uh, it was a, a miniseries about anime with my, my little brother who's, who's off screen. And I put a lot of work into it. It's probably the most amount of work I put up to that point that wasn't like related to school. And of course, because no one knew who I was, it barely got any visibility at all, and it was really painful. Because I'd say, "Oh, why doesn't anyone love this as much as I do?" But you know, it's it's about promotion and how to market yourself, and it's just you know, you can't really control that. Well, I mean, you can to an extent control that, but it's also about presentation as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. You can, totally you can completely that. control how you're presented, but it's just uh, you know, it's up to you how much work you're going to put into it. No, exactly. Like uh, <sighs> like with uh, with my blog my blog notion beach um the the videos i just put them out i like i do a, a trailer the day before and then i put them out the next day and there's there's really no expectation that the uh you know that anyone's really gonna see it but it's mostly just for me you know i just i just like to talk to bands and go to shows <laughs> that's a really cool idea i got to check out um the first three videos on the youtube channel but you call it a blog though is was there a blog first like was it like it was like a written blog and then it became a video blog uh, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a written blog first. I I just call it a blog because I think the word blog is kind of lame, at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's not really. It's not a podcast because it's not on. 
it's not a podcast, literally. Right. Um, right. It's not on podcasts or Crackle or whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I call it a blog because it's it's a like it's a journal in a way, mm-hmm. and it's uh, yeah, it, it's journalism in some way. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different, like a different kind of um, I don't know if this is the right word, but voyeuristic kind of feel to it because like you hit you get the you get the behind this well you get the like talking to the bands behind like backstage or in some in mm-hmm. somebody's car with some videos yeah. but you also have like the actual performance that you're actually filming yourself so it's mm-hmm. like you get the perspective from both you get both the vip and the fan perspective because of the way that you you shoot the video that's true yeah i'm really lucky that people let me uh let me talk to them you know backstage <laughs> you know like basically the first the first, I'd say, four episodes, I like would basically show up at like I, I'd show up at the show and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm I'm shooting your I shoot shot some of your songs. Can I uh, can I interview you guys or whatever?" Or I would do it right before, like I, oh I would just God. be like, "Hey, I'd be like, hey, I'm doing this like blog thing. Will you can I interview you guys?" And then they'd be like, "Sure." But then like the fifth episode, I was finally like, "Hey, I'm on my way to your show." can I interview you guys? And then like, you know, every, every time it sort of evolved yeah. <laughs> in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like with, um, hot flash heat wave, my most recent episode, I like hit them up before outside lands. And I was like, Hey, I would love to like do a phone interview or whatever I can with y'all. And they were just like, like, Oh yeah. Talk to our PR person. And then they, uh, like it, I didn't actually get that together until they came to, uh, the Fillmore in September or yeah, September. So like yeah. a month later. So it really depends on the, the band I'm talking to. Like the more ambitious I get, the the harder it is to of course get a hold of a band. Like it'd be really cool to like interview like like a touring national act or something like yeah. that. And I mean and I mean Hot Flash Heatwave is basically a touring national act at this point. Wow, I, I didn't know they were that big. They I mean especially from the non I if I'm wrong about this because I just saw the videos yesterday. Who yeah. is was it one of their band members that ate the paper cup? Yeah, or... yeah, their drummer. Their drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drummer <laughs> Nick. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. I'm really glad that happened. <laughs> I feel I feel I felt really bad as it was happening. I was like, oh, this is probably not comfortable for him. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't start it. I was, you know, I'm just here. <laughs> yeah. So, so what made you start um, Notion Beach? Was it always your uh, like your love of like going to live shows that just kind of you wanted to in- not interpret it, but you wanted to like present it in some way? Yeah, um, with uh, with Notion Beach, I like just really like I always go to shows and I like have a love for local music, and I feel like there isn't like a lot of there's a lot of local press for at least for the small bands, mm-hmm. and so uh, I like I was just. I really, I, I've also been a writer, like a an actual blogger for like different, like really small publications and stuff. And like I've even done like Tumblr posts. I've done Tumblr posts in the past <laughs> of like, like talking about bands, new releases and stuff. People would hit me up and say, "Sorry about that." No, it's all good. People, people would hit me up and say, uh, "Hey, will you like write about my single or something like that?" I'm like, "Sure, why not?" But then uh, the best thing about Notion Beach is that like. I pick the bands myself. Like there's nothing like I'm not doing anybody any favors. I'm just like, this is a band I love. I'm going to go talk to these guys and, and check out their set. And it's like something I was already going to be doing anyway. And like, I have like no, I have no video production experience at all. (laughs) I have, I have journalist, I have, I have journalistic experience as far as like, like 
writing blogs and stuff, and I, I'm, I was a creative writing major, but like the questions that I'm asking them are not pre-written anyway. And there's like, so there's really not, not a lot of narrative driving on my part. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really, it's kind of new to me. But one thing I, I've always liked to go to shows and like take like little videos while like, like for my Instagram or something. So like it kind of stemmed from that because like some people, uh, one of the members of Unlikely Heroes at least Martinez, he was like, he was like, I really love the way you film bands on your Instagram. Like I love the way, I think the way your eye works is really good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's something to this. Hmm. Yeah. Like I could, uh, I could, I could film some bands, you know, <laughs> it'd be fun. And like, and so basically my roommate is the one who owns the camera. My roommate, Cassie, oh, okay. you've seen my special guest. <laughs> oh <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she owns this camera. And so I just basically borrow her camera and I hope, I hope to get a like slightly better camera someday just cause the mic on that camera is not so reliable, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I, I mean, you could kind of. You kind of spin it and it's like, well, like, you know, if it's going to be, it's going to be like the raw thing of like, if you were somebody filming all this, it's like, no, the sign wouldn't be perfect. So you kind of get away with it in that kind of way. Definitely. That's true. And I think I do. And that's, (laughs) but that's the thing about, that's the thing about Notion Beach, like compared to like the Y-Axis as a band and as a project, you know, with the Y-Axis, it's like a whole group of people who I have to like, you know, bounce ideas off of, you know? You have to ask these guys questions and get their input and make sure that like everybody's on board with stuff before you put it out. But Notion Beach, I'm like, I could be like at a restaurant and then go, oh yeah, there's a show in an hour. I'm gonna go to that show and I'm gonna film it. I'm gonna talk to this band. Like it's like very like, it's like completely like up to me like what everything that happens and yeah. it's like in, it's in my control and the quality of it is completely like in my it's by my choice. So like if it's a shitty like if it's a shitty chop together using iMovie video, which it is, you know, that's, that's my, that's my choice. <laughs> so like as somebody who, uh, as somebody who is constantly collaborating, it's kind of nice to like kind of take full control over something, especially knowing what the risks are because yeah, with a band you, you, I don't know. I feel like with music, I have too much respect for it to like, to like, to, to do what I could do with music. Like to, <laughs> are you are you saying that you want to make your your like revolution? What is it in the Simpsons? Revolution Eight. It's like I'm going taking us to brave new places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, I just I I love I I feel like music for me is like I could have enough ideas in my head to like create something, but like to execute it to the fullest extent and the best way it could be, I definitely am not in control and able to do that on my own. Mm-hmm. But and like so that with that it comes a lot of it comes with a lot of collaborative responsibility. <laughs> yeah, no, I would imagine so because, uh, and from uh, this is just from the, the couple of musicians I've had, I've had the opportunity to talk to on this podcast. It does take a lot of it, people don't really think about, you know, given how oh this EP is only like twenty eight minutes long or thirty minutes long, but this is like hours or even like years of preparation um, yeah. in terms of the lyrical content, in terms of the, the sound that the, the band is looking for or the group is looking for. There's a lot of work that goes yeah. into it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, with this album, like, some of the songs, like, unlike every other album, some of the songs were actually written, like, within the same month or two of recording, which is, like, crazy. Um, Yeah, because with, like, our first album slash, like, like, our album Sunglasses and Solar Flares, like, there are songs on that album that were written, like, I think that album came out in 2014. There were songs written on that album from, like, 2011. 
and like yeah and like umbra there are songs that were like written in like 2000 i think 13 and that album came out in 2016 like like meteorite i remember like while we were recording sunglasses and solar flares like writing that or i remember we were writing that me and devin and he like played like this like demo synth version that he made and i was like this is amazing this is gonna be the most amazing thing and then three or four years later it finally exists and it's real <laughs> real deal <laughs> <laughs> so when you were saying before about how you would rather like if you had the means and resources to just produce music that just came out of your brain it, mm -hmm. well, that's a wrong choice of words but like that that you know yeah that you think that it would just be like you would produce something within a week and you would just just like i'm just gonna create whatever i, yeah. I thought of and it wouldn't even put it not thought into it but just like what what's coming basically what i'm thinking of yeah. is what is going to be i mean definitely i would create it if i could but then of course the uh the process of promoting it and like you know like giving it a chance to really exist in a in a giving you know in a real way like giving it a chance to be heard by as many people as possible like like your like your anime miniseries like, like, like you, you don't want to just throw that out. But yeah, if I had the talent and skills to create a song and put it out like within a week of writing it, I would do that. But like, first of all, like who has the time to like write a song a week? I'm sure, I'm sure people in LA and stuff probably do that all the time. There, there's but a, they're not, uh, yeah, there, there's someone, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, there was someone who was on my it. show, Hot Dad. He's a comedy musician. He, there was a, there was a, a, I think a year of time within the time I interviewed him, which was 2016, that he was pumping out music at least once a week. Mm -hmm. And there was wow. um, there was also um, his uh, TV album, which he just wrote a new song every week. But it was like it's it like the whole album is like, a, but it's like one minute songs, but it's like 105 songs oh, yeah. in that. And I'd say, I I didn't even know like when I asked him about it, like, how did you even do that? <laughs> That's like the gimmick of it too, though, like. I'm gonna write a song a week. It's gonna, they're gonna be a minute long, but I'm gonna write a song a week. You know, it's <laughs> it's like even in like a reasonable, like even if a, in a well planned situation, you're still not gonna be writing like even a two and a half, three minute song. Yeah, no, and like <laughs> this dog is going wild right now. No, it's like I, I wish we could. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Yeah, he's a Shiba. The Shiba Inu is kind of biting Alexi's um, hands and going through her hair a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's attacking me. He's a beast. <laughs> so, so you, <laughs> excuse me. So you met. You actually mentioned you were you majored in creative writing. Was that what you were uh -huh. originally intending? Were not intending. I mean, because you know, every, with, you know, the way direction life goes, you always like you're changing your goals. You're changing what you want to do in life. But were you always intending to be a writer? You always wanted to be a writer. Um, I would say like, I feel like it wasn't about a being thing it was more of a doing thing I felt like I was always writing like since I was like you know a little kid like 11 or something I'd be writing like poems stories songs stuff like that so like I feel like writing was always like maybe not a state of being so much as an act of constantly doing sort of yeah. like oh my like, god I relate to that yeah a lot yeah yeah like well how does that relate for you like for, for podcasting podcasting yeah oh like like doing little radio things when you were little not not exactly, but I think just kind of expressing myself creatively and then trying to find the right avenue for it. Like before it was, oh, I yeah. thought it was drawing and then I thought it was art and then I thought it was video, but now I realize it's podcasting. That's great. Podcasting is amazing. I love podcasts, <laughs> especially especially uh, pop culture podcasts. Those are my favorite. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, there you go. Which, there ones, you go. which ones would you... Uh... <laughs> I don't yeah. mean that. 
I don't mean to tap tap, tap myself on the shoulder. Um, but no, 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 but, but <laughs> no, but really though, back to what you were saying though, it is just like that default state of being of just like this is what this is just the way your brain thinks all the time, and you're, you're just yeah. I, I, I can totally relate to that. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, I think for a second, like in like high school, I was like, I want to be like a movie director or something like that. And like, but like the very idea of it, like in pursuit, I was like, oh, this is too much. I can't do this. <laughs> like, like I, I remember like looking into like going to like USC. That was like something I wanted to do, like to do that for directing. And then I was like, no, this is, this is more than I'm ready for. <laughs> I don't know how I talk myself out of it, but I was like, no, it's too much. And then I like decided to pursue creative writing and like somewhere in that process, I like, I started to write more songs again. It was sort of like a weird backwards process where like I kept getting more into like things that I was into doing as like a little kid. Yeah. Like, like writing writing stories and writing songs was very like junior high elementary school for me. And like that's like something that just sort of was like maybe there was a reason for that. Like they, they say stuff like like they say stuff like it's crazy that a high school has to decide what they're going to be when they're in high school. Like you decide like I'm going to go to this college and I'm going to be this major and this is my future and like everything is determined by that right you know and then but then you're like also thinking well actually when I was like eight years old I probably said I wanted to do this and now I'm doing this <laughs> so cool what, what do you, I mean was there any uh, ideas from that early in age that you actually were able to produce or at least maybe that, like ideas of it or pieces of pieces of it were actually I've been into like songs you created later hmm I would probably say no. <laughs> I'd probably say no. I mean, like, yeah, the songs that I might have written, like, in, like, when I was, like, a little kid and stuff like that, just, they don't really hold up. They were just, like, plays off of songs I'd heard on the radio. So, oh, in some, so in some way, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. Because when I hear a song now, like, sometimes I inadvertently am, like, writing my own version of that song. Yeah. Or, like, like, pulling from inspirations, like, from other bands. I know that, uh... Oh, have you ever heard my song Artax? Uh, Artax? I don't think so. Oh, it's uh, it's from Sunglasses and Solar Flares, the 2014 album. Maybe uh, it did. Because uh, I, I like, I, I binged. It's the, an old one. This, <laughs> I binged the, the playlist, but I, I didn't really pay attention to the song titles. I just wanted to listen to everything. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, so this song in particular, I like when I wrote when I wrote it, I was like inspired by like two different songs I'd heard. And I, like, kind of wanted to, like, put those together. The song sounds nothing like these songs at the end. Like, at the end, that's nothing like it. But, like, the um, the song Waste by Foster the People, the end of every line is the same, like, two words. It's you can. It's like, in every day that you want to waste, you can. And so I was just like, I want to write a chorus that ends with the same, like, little, like, reaffirmation. You can. So, like, I want to, like, write my own version of that. Yeah. And I wrote that so I wrote a chorus, and at the end it says, I will dig you out, I will dig you out. Yes, okay, I do remember the song. Okay, yeah, and I was like, I want to write that chorus. And then, like, there was a, the pre-chorus is, like, well, the, the verse and the pre-chorus are, like, the same thing, but, like, with more words in it, I guess. Anyway, sorry, I don't know how to explain that. But, uh, basically, I based, like, the pre-chorus off of a Matt and Kim song, Block After Block. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, it's just, like, just, like, the idea for me, I guess, instead of being like, oh, I heard this melody and it inspired me, or I heard this this couple of words and it inspired me. I mean, that happens too. But 
for me, it's more like I'm looking for new ways to structure songs or at least ways yeah. that are new for me to structure songs. Yeah. Yeah. So based <laughs> on that, oh, I, I, mean, I, I have two questions, but I'm trying to I'm trying to find the right way of pivoting to one question or the other question. So, okay, so I guess I'll sure. quickly I'll quickly ask um, mm-hmm. Rivers on I think that's on song. Was it was that on the first episode? That was dramatically yeah. different from every from anything that the Believe the Y Axis that I listened to. Yeah. Do you remember what was going like in the in the creative process in terms of why mm-hmm. why why that sound the song was so different from all the other songs on the album? Yeah. Um, Devin, our guitarist, uh, he wanted to make it to be like a space folk song. I had written that song, but out of like all the songs, I barely write any of the like guitar parts or like melodies. Like I write the vocal melodies more more of that. And uh, with that song, I like had brought him like a straight up. This is kind of like a folk song, folk song thing. And he was like, he was like, we should make this like the most digital song. Like and then pl- and then play and then play like acoustic guitar over it and like banjo and I was like, that's amazing. So that, he was like, yeah, space I folk. Kind of, like felt that a little bit when I was listening to it, but I couldn't identify the specific instruments. And that, that, it was such a such a yeah. interesting sound. I really enjoyed there's a that. banjo solo at the end. Yeah, it's a really cool song. We've never been able to correctly execute that one live, but that was one of the songs that I had. That one in Artax and Nothing With You on that album are the songs that I wrote. That like those are the songs that I say I wrote those songs. Even though like <laughs> even though like, you know, I wrote the lyrics for all the songs and I wrote the vocal melodies for like all the songs, but like there are like plenty of parts that Devin was like, actually I, I want it to be like this and I'm like, Okay, I'll take that and I'll fuck it up. But yeah. <laughs> 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 you can bleep that out. <laughs> no, it's all good. This is this is explicit. This is an explicit show. Okay, very highly explicit, um, but yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah. So like, "Rivers" is one of the songs that I wrote. You know, I, I like brought it and made it happen. Like, this is the chord progression. This is the this is how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, that's that rarely happens. <laughs> yeah. So so I guess going back to the the new project that you're working on, yeah. Is how um, if I ask the variant of this question, which will be similar, I apologize. How much different is the sound going to be compared to the other albums that you that the YXs have produced? I wouldn't say it's different. I would say it's just more of everything. Okay. Like, like Umbra has a lot of like pop songs, and it has. Uh, I hope you can't hear that ringing sound. That's the pipes. Um, uh, that's okay. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. Um, Umbra has a lot of pop songs and a lot of like heavy songs, and it has a lot of like kind of like songs that start out chill and then get big and like dark. Like a lot of that, and I'd say that we have twice as much of that on the new album. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> we have songs that are like anthemic and like poppy and driving, like meteorite. But we have like they just they just go harder and they end crazier and they yeah. they go further. Um, and we have like like we have heavy dark songs that are like even more spooky than like. Uh, well, I don't know. It's really hard to top that song, Umbra. That song is really that, that song goes crazy. But we have a song that's very similar called "The Gap in Between." That's going to be like it's sort of like our Umbra of this album. And uh, yeah, we have some songs that are like more pop punk, like Empty Space. Um, we have some more that are like that. Yeah, it's just it's. I'd say it's just more of like a, an evolution of those. Yeah, and and it sounds really. I mean, I'm glad to see how ambitious you are. You are getting with with the, the new album and. And uh, I can't. Well, 
Uh, I mean, how much time? Is, I mean, the Indiegogo website says that there's a month left. Do you know specifically how many yeah. days, as of this recording, there's left to contribute? <laughs> yeah, there's less than a month now. Um, I believe it ends on November fifteenth. November fifteenth. So okay. So got about three weeks or something like that. Three, oh, okay. Well, and okay. I think we've yeah we've got about a grand to go. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but, but I mean you. You're almost there. You're almost there. Another when I the first when I first checked the link, it was it was a little lower down, and now I'm glad to see it's at least closer closer there. Yeah. Three weeks I'm is a stuck. lot of time, guys. If you can help out, if everybody can help out, and there's not make, a lot of time. Make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. When really is this cool. coming out? <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll, we'll talk about that like after the afterwards, okay. but um, yeah, and um, I, I'm also just really impressed in general just by how professional the sound is already. Like just given like the songs that I heard on SoundCloud already. And nice. um, uh, oh, I just remembered the song. Light is my. Oh, wow. I just was. I, I listened to the song at work because I can do that. Um, and mm -hmm. I was just I had to take like a, like a minute. Just like, oh, man. Yeah. That that's was one, something else. Yeah. We have a song that's got kind of a, the same spook level. <laughs> it's called Smoke. Sorry. It's called Smoke. That's going to be on the new one. And uh, <gasps> the guy that played violin on the uh, on Light. He also he also played violin on a song on on this new album. Uh, it's gonna it's it's called How We Begin. He plays he plays violin on that one. So yeah, it's it's coming, man. <laughs> it's gonna, <you're, laughs> yeah. Although we don't have any six eight songs on this album. What what's the? So, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not uh, six eight. What do you mean by that? Like like the meter. Um, with light, it's you know one two three four five six. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's we don't have any of that. All of it's one two three four one two three four. <laughs> <laughs> Some people care. I don't know. But I feel like when you do when, when you when you do like a three four or a six eight song, I feel like it has to have a certain tone, very waltzy. Yeah. And I feel and I I mean I'm down to do more of those probably. Our next album might have more than you know. I have more, like two or three. But uh, but like I feel like it's it's really unlike I don't know. Maybe it's just the way pop is like set up in the world, like Western pop. But like doing like four four gives you so much more window for like doing anything. With three four, it's like it's always going to have that tone, or at least it's going right. to hearken to that tone. Right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I kind of I kind of understand what you're talking about. Um, I wish I knew music a little better. I, there was me an episode. Too. I, I did. Me, a, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I did. I, I recorded uh, an episode sixty-three. I think I had a, a sound engineer on, and and, and, and I embarrassed myself <laughs> trying to explain why I liked the music. I did, did my best. Uh, and, and it's and I also just recently recorded like Beatle albums I like, and just trying to talk about the best of my ability. It's it's hard. It's very difficult to talk about music, write about music, especially. Oh yeah, it's really. I mean, unless you have musical theory training and stuff like that, and like I don't have any. I took like you know clarinet in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in, in like, a choir in fifth, fourth, and fifth grade, I think. And uh, I wish I'd taken choir, man. That would have been helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're almost uh, we're almost about out, out of time. So, but I did want to transition because um, the first time I actually heard Meteorite was actually on Talking Simpsons. Oh yeah, Bob Mackie, uh, Henry Gilbert. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't want to take too much time talking about that podcast uh, just, just because i wanted the focus to be about yxs and, and your work but um i did want to ask because i i love talking simpsons and i love water cartoon um mm -hmm. the, i find got to listen to the fully coolie um episode oh yeah and awesome. it was 
a fucking trip. I I, I liked what I was listening, what I, what I was, what I heard y'all talking about, but I guess without visuals or without, because it's not like a disconnected yeah. story. But I guess the, the to cut to the point, what what was your introduction to anime? How did you find Fully Cooly originally, and was it that was that wasn't the first anime you, you no. watched? Yeah, first anime I watched was probably Totoro. Totoro. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Like, I remember, like, being, like, eight years old, and, like, I always found it to be especially funny watching dubbed animation because of the way the mouths were moving always was incorrect, and, like, <laughs> the weird stuff they would say, or how it always sounded like they were fake yelling because the yeah, way the yeah. mouths would be huge, but then the American actors would just be like, I swear I saw it! <laughs> and it's like, I can tell you don't care. <laughs> I can tell. But, um, like, yeah, that was, like, my introduction to anime was Totoro, but, like, I, like, very oh, Totoro, soon Totoro. After... I thought you said, I thought you said Toho or something like that. That's no, a, Totoro. That's a shmup. Totoro, okay. No, Totoro. Totoro. But, um, but my, my initial, like, Right after Tojiro, like, not too long after, I got really into Toonami, you know, with Dragon Ball Z and uh, Sailor Moon a little bit. My sister was more into Sailor Moon, but I'm I'm more into it now. Uh, Tenchi Muyo, Gundam Wing, like, all that that early Toonami stuff that was just so amazing. I'm skipping Reboot because it's not anime, but it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I remember, like, watching it every weekday, and, like, if I missed it... I was bummed. Oh. I remember doing anything after school that wasn't like watching Tsunami and just being like, this is terrible. <laughs> I, <could be> <laughs> I, I remember one time I was at when Tenchi in Tokyo premiered, I was at a grocery store and I remember like trying not to cry because I was missing Tenchi in oh. Tokyo, which turned out to be terrible, by the way. Tenchi oh, in wow. Tokyo. It was a bad. It was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think. I mean. I'm sure. Like Bob Mackie could explain to us why it's so poorly drawn. But I just was like, why is it so bad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess it was a bust in disguise, and that you missed it. Yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I guess uh, it, it was so interesting to hear you, you all talk about how you like found like fan subs or you will buy like the expensive VHSs because like mm -hmm. my experience as a millennial of watching anime was more of like the it's like like clips on YouTube or, or that kind of thing or finding like specific sites now there are like a like better streaming sites legal streaming sites so it's just interesting to just see the transition from how consuming anime in, in like the 80s 90s even early 2000s compared to what it is now it's like almost everybody can get into anime if they really wanted to Oh, it's so easy now. Like, you know, they talk about the kids today, you know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's so much easier to get, like, anime through, like, Netflix. It's so much easier to buy, like, like, toys and products. Like, I remember having to go to, like, you know, Chinatown or Koreatown in, a, in, um, in Los Angeles and, like, you know, getting these, like, super bootleg, like, Dragon Ball Z toys or, like, or, like, there was an ice cream truck that would drive by, like, my house once in a while. And it had, like, really holographic Dragon Ball Z stickers and Pokemon stickers. <laughs> and I was just, like, I just, like, I remember spending, like, all summer just, like, waiting for that car to come around. <laughs> it's tragic when I think about it. <laughs> God, it's amazing how we spent time as, as children. We just, we just were just trying to find ways to just fill the time. 
you know, now that you mention it, it kind of makes sense because there's so much time to fill up when you're a little kid. And now it's like there's no time. And you're like, it kind of makes sense. It's like, what did we do all this time? Like, oh, we just sat around. And we just like, <laughs> we just like read Goosebump books and waited for sh- shit to happen. Yeah. <laughs> shit to be bestowed upon us somehow. Yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of asked this, or I guess you kind of ad- addressed this a little bit earlier on, but I guess my last question for you is, uh, if you had an infinite budget and infinite resources, what would you produce, create or produce, and, and why? Oh, uh, shoot. Okay. Well, probably a venue. A venue? Yeah. That would be good. I would book I would book shows at a venue, and it would be a sick venue where, like, <laughs> people would want to play. Yeah, you know, like, I could, like, put on... It would be a place where I could put on, like, parties and have shows, and it would be, like, a place. It would be, like, like in Ninja Turtles, the, like, movie where the bad people hang out. Oh. <laughs> like a skate park. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. It would be, like, one of those. But, like... Oh, that'd be so cool. But it wouldn't be shitty, you know? Because, I mean, obviously, it might still be evil, but, like, it would... <laughs> It would be, like, people would actually show up, and it would be, like, cool for, like, everybody, not just, like, kids and not just adults. It would yeah. be, like, it'd be a legit venue where people want to show up. But, like, that's, you know, that's not really the logical thing. But if we're talking about any budget, I would just be, like, yeah, now I'm going to be able to pay, like, really big national touring acts, like, a huge guarantee to show up. You know, I'd be unlimited budget, you know, arcade yeah. fire. Uh, who else would I want, you know? <laughs> Janet Jackson, you know, just whoever. Why not? In like a, you know, like a thousand cap like venue, like not even that big, but pretty big. I don't know. <laughs> if we're talking about like crazy unlimited budget, that's what I would produce. That's that's a really unexpected answer, and it's just very elaborate too. I didn't I haven't had, got an answer like that. So well, it's, it's really very cool. off the cuff. It's very. Off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what about you? <laughs> well, would I produce an infinite budget? Oh my god. Uh, I mean, I guess the obvious answer would be... Uh, imp- oh, oh, I think I've said this before, but like an animation production, like a big, like Netflix, like, like millions of dollars in like animation production, but mostly just as an excuse that I would have to be a voice actor on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then you could do a video game, because then you could have a lot of budget. Uh, well, yeah, that's also true. I could do and, that. And like, that's 80 hours. Or more. But <laughs> I, <did so> <laughs> I guess I, I have like such an appreciation for animation. I think that's probably what I would. I think oh, I, yeah. I, I would. I kind of. I kind of like that a little bit more. I, I do aspire to be a voice actor someday. But um, I, I, I feel like if I had the resources, I would just. Well, I didn't. I just make my dream come true already. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I think with voice acting, at least like you don't have to like pay your dues too much if you just had an unlimited amount of money to drop on something you could just show up and be like i'm i'm luffy now i'm monkey d luffy now. <laughs> get out of the way Vic Mignana. i'm like <laughs> whatever <laughs> i think maddie uh oh what was uh yeah. oh that's raspberry's gonna like that reference yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 she will <laughs> um but yeah like yeah, if, like, unlike some things where you like, like you're not Rebecca Black, you know, you're not gonna show up and be like, I have all this money and now I am a laughing stock, you know. <laughs> you can just stay up, show up at the studio and be like, here's four million dollars, make <laughs> make me the lead at voice actor. <laughs> Why not? Maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I don't know how animation studios work. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more complicated. Than that. <laughs> 
look into it. Look in, look into getting that four million dollars. Like you're like Tommy Wiseau. I, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I'm gonna buy like a, a warehouse full of raincoats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll make it work. to the Y-Axis Indiegogo campaign is in the description below. Uh, you can also check out their stuff on SoundCloud, on YouTube, and they're also on Twitter at the Y-Axis. We'll make sure to include all the social media links for, for the Y-Axis in the description below as well, but uh, where else can people find you, Alexi? Um, you can find us on Spotify. Uh, you can find us on Bandcamp.com. You can find us at the Y-Axis.com. That's uh, the letter Y, A-X-E-P-S for Axis. And, uh, yeah, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, again, thank you so much for, for, for coming by and, and take your time to, to talk with me today. For sure. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast. All right. All right. Well, um, well take care, everybody. And uh, please, please contribute if you can. The campaign is only up for, the, for about three more weeks, so contribute what you can, um, whatever, uh, whatever you can, um, so they can make it a goal. Yeah, please help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Alright, so uh, take care everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time for the next whatever podcast we're going to have up. So. <laughs> see ya! <laughs> <laughs>